This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Welcome to the Kickin' Life Podcast. Your host, your truly Kickin' Life guru, Master Rich Grogan. Hey, as Rocky says, nothing hits harder in life. It's not about how hard you can hit, but how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. And that's how winning is done. And I want you to be a winner. I want you to be your very, very best. I want to inspire and motivate you to believe in yourself. So when, not if, but when life knocks you down, you get right back up with that confidence that I can take on more, I can do more, and I can live my best kick in life. All right, so buckle up, saddle up, here we go. There's a right hook right out of the gate there. We are jack pumped and excited today. Happy day to you, kicking lifers. Hope you're having an outstanding day. So, um, you know what? It's a beautiful day outside. Even if it's rainy, I want you to say to yourself, it's a beautiful day outside. Kind of talk yourself into having a beautiful day. And of course, we know it all starts with the mindset, right? Even if it's rainy, gloomy, cloudy out, you have no control over that. Do not let the weather dictate your day. Man, flush that out. Look outside. It's a beautiful day. I'm going to have a beautiful day. Now, here it is Friday, and it is a beautiful day, so I don't have to work quite as hard on it, but I still got my butt up, which was a little bit of a struggle. Again, I don't know why, but it just seems to be some days. Get up, do my run, do my push-ups, my crunches, stretching, and uh, get prepared for this, uh, I almost said blog, do a blog, a little short, quick, I don't know, five, ten-minute blog, and then I also do the podcast here, as you know. So all kinds of chances to catch some inspiration and motivation. And I got a chance to talk to producer John there before we got started. He bought himself a motorcycle and was able to ride it in today, and he was all pumped and smiling and feeling good. I'll tell you what, there it is. He's giving me the rock and roll sign. He's back there rocking it out. So today's message, I filmed a blog yesterday, and the little quick hitter on that was all about do yourself a huge, 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 did I say huge? I meant huge favor, and do what you can to eliminate that entitlement mindset. And what I mean by that is, and I've said it before in the past, I almost feel filthy, dirty, yucky forever have said it. But you know what? That's how you learn is things you've done in the past. You know not to do them. You know that maybe it didn't lead to what you want it to lead to. And that uh, <clears throat> that entitlement mindset, it, it, it's it's almost a, a mindset of um, it turns you into a victim. You feel like you've been victimized. Well, it, it's not fair. I, I should get this. I'm entitled to this. I'm entitled to that. And before you know it, you talk yourself into all the things you think you're entitled to and you lose that desire and passion to work hard for it. And that's when that victim kind of mentality or mindset sets in. And I'm telling you what, baby, when that thing sets in, it's extremely difficult to get rid of because what you're doing is, and you know we talk about all the time, that law of attraction or the reticular activating system, that part of the subconscious mind that magnifies what you focus on. You start focusing on everything you think you're entitled to, holy cow, before you know it, you're thinking that the world's a bad place. You're thinking everybody owes you something. No, you you got to get that out. So if you've got that right now, man, I'm telling you what, give it a good right hook of reality. Give it a good kick in life. Give it a good round kick. Get it out of there. Now, you know the thing about habits. If you form that habit, it's going to take a little while to flush that out. Almost like if you got a muddy cup, it's going to take a little bit to cleanse all that mud and cl- purify that thing. You can do it. It's not going to be easy, but I'm telling you what, it's going to be a heck of a lot better, and the way you're going to look at things is going to be better as well. 
Now, with um, uh, that kind of follows up into the next thing I want to talk about, and that's all about today. Right now, it's easier than ever to become great. It's easier than ever to become successful. It's easier than ever to become who you were born to be. I know what you're saying. Well, well, yeah, it's easy for you to say. Well, yeah, of course it's easy for me to say. I can say whatever I want, right? <laughs> saying things is easy. Saying things is simple, but it doesn't always make it easy. I get that. But the reason I'm saying that is because right now, this time, there is so much, uh, there's so many resources available right at your fingertips. Obviously, you can listen to this podcast anytime you want, wherever you want. You know, you don't have to be in even in the United States. Boom, pull it up. Anywhere, anytime you can listen to and access any amount of resource you want right at the tip of your fingers. Of course, we couldn't have that 10, 20 years ago, but we have it now. So if we have all the resources, why in the world aren't more people successful? And then why in the world am I telling you right now that it's easier than ever to be successful? If it was that doggone easy, everybody would be. Well, here's the thing. You're going to strive, you're going to thrive, and you're going to prosper on everybody else giving up too soon. What I mean by that is the first sign of adversity, the first sign of inconvenience, any type of challenge, any type of setback, most people give up. They do. So all you got to do is stay committed, have that dream, that passion, that vision, that why, and continue to believe in that why and battle through. The how will eventually start to present itself. How I'm going to do this, how I'm going to get this done, how I'm going to make it happen. But you got to be willing to take the hits. And you know how I am with Rocky, right? Nothing hits harder than life. But it's not about how hard you can hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. And that's how success is done as well. Most people, I'm not kidding you, the first sign of adversity, the first sign of a challenge or a setback or the first time life knocks you down, and you know how I feel about that, it's not a matter of if, but when, if you're able to get back up and battle again, one more round, let's do this again. Of course, learn from your mistakes. You know, the definition of insanity is what? Continue to do the same thing over and over and over and over again and expect a different result. You know, if you keep getting knocked down trying this method, well, maybe try something else. You know, and coming from a, a fighting background there, if I keep dropping my left and getting hit with a right cross, you know what? Maybe I better leave that left up there a little bit. <laughs> That's why I'm getting dropped. You got to learn from your mistakes. You got to learn from uh, those experiences, or you're going to keep repeating those same mistakes over and over again. And then, of course, that can become extremely deflating. And yeah, you want to say, you know what? I can't do it. You're going to stay down. But learn from them, but get back up. Now, I want you to think of it as a child. And it's kind of hard for us to remember back when we were kids there. But if you've got kids, or if you've got grandkids, or you work with kids, think about when they're first learning to walk. Think about that. Now, do they just suddenly boop, jump up and run across the floor? Now, if they did, that would be super awesome. I don't know that any kids have. I'm sure there's probably one out there that has, but I don't know of it. I'm going to go with 99.999999% of the kids, including probably yourself there. It took a while. First, you had to try and stabilize yourself, right? You tried to stand up and you'd pull yourself up on the table or the, uh, the couch, and then you'd start that traveling stuff where you're hanging onto the couch or the coffee table and you're trying to walk. Are you getting a visual here? Can you see it happening? Have you seen it lately with a small child? Well, what happens is they get more courageous, but then poof, crash and burn. And it's a good thing they got that padded diaper, right? Because <laughs> they land on their butt a lot. But does that child give up? Heck no. Does it say, you know what? I tried this walking thing. I fell twice. Poop, I'm done. I'm just going to wallow around, crawl from here on out. No, they're dedicated. They're committed. And they don't even know what it is. All they know is they see mom and dad that are moving a heck of a lot faster than they are. And they're like, hey, I want to do that. 
you know what, this crawling stuff, it was cool for a while, but I want to be able to stand up. I want to be able to walk. I want to be able to catch them because, man, they're big. They're cool. They're doing stuff that I can't do. I want to do that. So they're, like I said, they're dedicated. They're going to keep at it. They're going to keep at it. They're going to keep at it. And they're not going to give up at the first sign of adversity, the first setback, the first knockdown. They're going to get back up and try again. Well, if we try and develop that, well, we shouldn't have to develop, it's already a part of us, that child mindset. Because every one of us, <laughs> especially if you're listening to this, you've probably walked somewhere to get a phone or to get something, right? So you're able to do the walking thing. Now, I know what you're saying, well, yeah, that was years ago. I've got more responsibilities now, and I've got more challenges, and I can't think like a child. I've got children to support, la-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Well, you know what? Keep throwing all those excuses, and guess what? That's the whole thing. Insanity, doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result. You keep throwing more excuses, you're not going to get a different result. Stop the excuses. Stop that entitlement mindset nonsense and think, you know what? You're right. As a child, I didn't give up. Why have I chose to give up and as an adult? Now, that doesn't mean you've given up completely. I understand. Everybody's busy. Most of us are working 40, 50, 60 hours a week. I get that. But here's the deal. There's 168 hours in a week. There's 24 hours in a day. There's uh, 1,440 minutes in a day, 86,400 seconds in a day. So, yeah, you may work a lot, but I'm telling you, I know, I know, I know there is some time in there. And even if it's just 10 minutes for you to work on bettering yourself, yeah, it's going to be tough at first because you're not going to want to do it. You know, to be honest with you, I didn't want to get up this morning and exercise. When I was done exercising, I was tired. I didn't want to jump in the shower. I know, it's hard to believe, but there's certain things in life that you just don't want to do. It's not that I don't ever want to shower, but you know what, I, I don't know. I, I would just rather play outside, to be honest with you, but I've got commitments, I've got things i got to do, so I have to take a shower, and I do daily, just so you know, <laughs> in case you were wondering out there, but it's just one of those things. So I get it, there's things you don't want to do, but well, why do I take a shower, obviously, for <laughs> I want to make appearances there, I want to look, smell, and, and present myself in the very best possible manner, but... Um, but that's also the same reason why I exercise, same reason why I f- exercise my mind, feed it with positivity, read my motivational apps and blogs and uh, YouTube videos, uh, books and everything else just to continue to put that stuff in. That's that self-educating. Now, it can start off as small as 10 minutes. And as a matter of fact, I suggest that just like when you, if you haven't exercised in a while, what's the problem, especially with us egotistical men, and most men are, that's just who we are. We will go to the gym. We haven't been in the gym in 10, 15, 20 years, but 20 years ago, we used to be able to bench 300 pounds. So what are we going to do? You know what? I'm going to get right on that rack and put up 300 pounds. Wrong. That's not going to happen. It's just not. And if by some miracle it does, if and by some miracle you don't hurt yourself severely, you're, 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 you're going to be done. You're going to say, you know what the heck with this crap? I ain't doing this tomorrow. No way. Start off small. Start off small, today, tomorrow, the next day, the next day, the next day. And that's how we kind of build habits, right? And there's all kinds of mixed reviews out there. Is it 21 days to build a habit? Is it 60 days to build a habit? Is there's 90 days to build a habit? Well, here's the deal. A habit, when you are doing it consistently without thought, that's when the habit is formed, whether good or bad. And that's something I talk about at the Academy all the time about um, conditioning, mental, physical, emotional conditioning. What you do without thought, what you've conditioned yourself to do without thought, you'll do without thought. So something we stress all the time with the kiddos out there is all about the manners, discipline, respect. 
If you've conditioned yourself to say please and thank you, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, hold the door for somebody, make eye contact. When you shake hands with them, put your doggone phone away and make eye contact. Introduce yourself. If you've conditioned yourself to do those things, you'll do them without thought. They'll just happen. However, as we know on the other side, if you've conditioned yourself to, you know, not make eye contact, not use good manners, not look up when you're talking to somebody, kind of give them a half-hearted handshake, not hold the door, be wrapped up in your own world, then you're going to do that without thought. It doesn't make one person a good person, one person a bad person, but what it does is your conditioned behaviors. But it does present you in a manner. I mean, obviously, if you're making good eye contact, you're saying, please, thank you, you're holding the door, you're being respectful. Boy, oh boy. I mean, today's world, like I said, it's easier than ever to stand out that it shouldn't be, but it is. You do those things, people are going to look at you like, oh my gosh, is this, this, this person an alien? What the heck? And that's going to lead into the next story in just a second. Some lady come into the academy yesterday. But uh, uh, unfortunately, we see it all the time now where people just don't take that second to say, hey, how are you? And make eye contact. Everybody's got their head in their phones and I get it. We're all busy. But I'm telling you, it's those little bitty things that add up to those big things that mean so much. So moving on about or continuing on about giving up, I'm telling you what, you stay in the fight, you stay in the battle, you start doing those small little things for yourself daily, and it's going to make a change. It is going to make a huge, huge change. Now, here's the thing. Most of us, we, we, we're, we're so inclined to want to help out others, which is great. I mean, some of us know, I get that, but I think most people that listen to this podcast, you're listening to this for ways to find out how to do things a little bit better, how to be a better person, how to live your best kick in life. And that's what I'm here. And that's what I do all the research and studying to, to put into these podcasts so I can help educate you and share this stuff with you. And the reason why I do it, because I know the dramatic, wonderful, positive impact, listen to this kind of uh, material, listen to these positive quotes, phrases, messages, what an impact it's had on my life. It truly has. And I want to share that with others out there. Others out there are like, man, you almost feel stuck. You know, you want more, you want to do more, but you just don't know where to look, where to turn, or you've been down this path and it was a dead uh, dead end. You've been down this path and it wasn't what you're looking for. You've been down this path and it wasn't what you're looking for. So you kind of almost like spinning in circles. What the heck are you doing? And speaking of spinning in circles, I use this analogy a lot. I oftentimes, and I still catch myself doing this from time to time, I, I almost feel like a dog chasing its tail. You know what I'm talking about out there? We've all seen a dog chasing its tail, just spinning in circles, spinning in circles, spinning in circles, spinning in circles. And I'll tell you what, that dog is working extremely hard. I mean, if you look at him, he's got, you know, uh, spit and saliva hanging off his bottom lip, and he's panting real heavy, and he's working his butt off. Well, oftentimes, I find myself, especially in the past, I was working my butt off, but I wasn't getting a gosh darn thing done. Zero productivity. I was simply a dog chasing my tail faster and faster and faster and faster. And what happens when the dog catches his tail? Yes, he's grateful, but then he drops it and he starts it all over again because he doesn't know what to do. So I was, I mean, I'm telling you, in that same boat, just chasing my tail. And that kind of brings up a, a point we'll cover a little later in the podcast. I've talked about this many times before, but you have to simply admit that you don't know what you don't know. And how do you know? How do you learn what you don't know? You surround yourself with people who you aspire to be like. Now, I say aspire to be like because maybe they're successful in a field that you're in. Maybe they um, are an author and you want to be an author. Maybe they're a speaker and you want to be a speaker. Maybe they're an educator and you just want to be a better educator. Uh, Maybe they're a uh, construction worker and uh, this, this guy no longer does all the work himself. He's been able to 
build systems for his business, and now he's able to hire those things out. Maybe you're a machinist, but you want to move up to a managerial position. Whatever it is, surround yourself with those people, learn from those people to become what they are. But always remember, you are unique. You are different. You can use their uh, kind of roadmap or footsteps to get to that level, but know that you're different in your own way to take it to a higher level. And that's the thing a lot of people do is, I want to be like him. I want to be like her. Well, that's okay if you want to learn from them to learn how they got there, but don't forget who you are. You're an individual, one in 400 billion. It's all you, and I want you to be your very, very best. And don't set that ceiling there. Oh, I've reached this level. No, no, no. You reach that level, that just means there's a whole nother level to go to. And every once in a while, this is a good thing to do. Stop, look back, and see how far you've come. I'm going to go ahead and say that again because by all means, I need to hear that myself because I'm the worst critic myself and I beat myself up all the time. I've got my goals, my visions, my dreams, and I'm out there. And I'm telling you what, they're way out there. I oftentimes stop, forget to stop and look. Hey, you know what? <laughs> I've come a pretty far away here. I'm a heck of a lot higher today on the staircase or in the ocean or wherever uh, um, quest vision you like there than I was yesterday. So it's always good every once in a while to stop and look back to see where you've come from. The only thing is be careful about getting too complacent with that and drifting. You want to continue moving forward. And that's that whole evolve or dissolve attitude and mindset. If you're not always evolving, always getting better, then you're starting to get worse. So uh, back to the, um, the thing I mentioned about the positivity, influencing your mind, feeding it with positivity, and then you know learning what you don't know from those that know what you don't know. I had a lady come into the academy just yesterday. And, um, you know, our, our thing, our mission, our vision, our purpose of the Academy is to inspire people to believe in themselves to become their very best. Now, we wouldn't be very good at what we do if we were always whining, complaining, uh, frowning, going moping around. Oh, man, I had a rough day. Gosh darn. Oh, boy, let me tell you about this. No, we would not be very good at what we do, and we would definitely not be living our mission or passing that mission on and inspiring others. So what we do is we come in the academy, and I tell the instructors, as soon as your key hits the lock, open the door, I want you to pause. And I want you to think about everything that is outside that you've brought with you, and you're going to leave it outside. Doesn't matter if you've had the worst day of your life. Doesn't matter if you had a car wreck, got a ticket. Doesn't matter if you got in trouble. Doesn't matter if, uh, um, I don't know, your cat died. I mean, I'm bringing up stuff. I know that's uh, things that those are things that happen. Obviously, your cat dies or your... Uh, um, you've had a really rough time, it's going to affect you. But here's my point. Leave it outside. Nobody is coming here to listen to us complain, whine, and bring them down with our troubles. None of it. They come here for us to inspire them to believe in themselves to be their very best. So I have hanging outside, or I've grown, and this is, you know, uh, hypothetical, (laughs) a stress tree. And that tree is there. They hang their baggage and I am go through the physical motion of actually hanging their baggage. Now, I know they do it every time, but they know when that key hits that lock, that baggage is checked. They hang it on that stress tree. Now, when they leave that night, if they want to grab that stuff off the stress tree and take it home, by all means do so. But I guarantee and I promise you it's going to be left there. Now, easier said than done, absolutely so is everything in life. However, some days, I mean, it takes a little bit more. Next thing they do when they come in the studio, they they bow and they salute the American flag. They bow as a way of emptying their cup and realizing they're entering a place that they're going to do what they can to help others. It's their mission, their purpose, to help inspire others. Salute the American flag is a symbol of respect for the country we live in. 
boom. Then they go through the opening checklist. They automatically start thinking about what message uh, they're going to present tonight, what lesson plan they're going to put together, and how they're going to teach the best possible classes, how they're going to inspire people to be their very, very best, how they're going to help this student believe in themselves to overcome bullying, to overcome their challenges, to become their best, to live their best kick in life. That's what we do. Now, is it perfect? Nothing's perfect. But I'll tell you what, they have conditioned themselves to do that. Now, I hire only from within. So all the instructors that are kids, well, they're, they're more than kids now. They're in their 20s that have been with me 10, 12, 15 years. So, yes, they've been around. They understand. They've bought into the mission. They know exactly what we're doing here. Now, we often have people come that ask for a job, and I'll say, hey, you know what? Why don't you take classes for a month just to see what we're all about? Oh, no, no, I, I just want a job. I said, well, I don't hire from without or, you know, outside. I only hire from within. So if you really want to be a part of this company, you need to take classes for at least a month. Well, no, I just need a job. And of course, and I said, well, you know what? First thing, how do you even know you want to work for me? I could be the biggest jack wagon on the planet. You don't know that. So it's a chance for you to see what we're all about. Also, I am not about to turn <laughs> my 25-year dream over to somebody that I don't even know. You've got to earn that respect and trust. And majority of the time, it's, well, you know what, uh, I'll, I'll just, uh, I, I could really do a lot for you. I said, well, you could do a lot for yourself by showing me what you got. But if you don't want to, we're just going to part ways. And sometimes after the month, we'll say that too. You know, I, I, I admire your passion, desire, and drive, but we've got a lot to learn in order to be a part of this team. And we part ways that way. Now, it was kind of tough at first to do those things because I want to try and help everybody else. But if I hire somebody that doesn't has not bought in and not been a part of our culture and mindset, what I'm actually doing is I am punishing everybody that comes in the studio because I'm not giving them the very, very best. So if you're in a managerial role, I know you, you, you can't always hire from within. However, you can be very, 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 did I say very? I mean very selective on who you want in. Now, that means sometimes you've got to wait and wait and wait for that right person. And there's going to be times when you think, man, I don't think this right person's ever going to come here. And it, it, it could be a while. But I tell you what. Hiring the wrong person will never be right. It will never do right for you. And then getting rid of the wrong person, oh, man. And then uh, uh, going recovery mode from all the damage they've caused, oh, my, you're going to wish, why in the heck did I even hire this person? So think about that. Be very selective. Anyway, kind of circled around here, but I'm trying to uh, obviously prove a point here. The lady came in and she asked, how in the world are you guys always smiling, always happy, always energetic? How are in, uh, uh, just when I come in this door, no matter what kind of day I've had, man, I feel good. How do you guys do that? And I, I was glad I was there to hear it. And I said, well, you know what? One, they're awesome. <laughs> and I said, two, it's just a mindset. We realize that is what we're going to do. It, it's not always easy, but that's what we're here for. And by doing that, you create such a wonderful environment. And uh, I mentioned to the lady, I said, you know what? Here's the deal. There's enough stress, worry, complaining, and everything else outside those doors. Our goal is when you walk in these doors, we want you to say, this is the reason why I came here. Now I'm feeling good as that reminder. Because you know what? We're all human. We get caught up in the hustle and bustle of life. Things go bing, bang, boom, and you automatically think, you know what? I got to eliminate something. What do I want to eliminate? Well, well, well. And that's why routine and habit is so important. If you're in a routine of doing something over and over and over again, that's probably not going to be the thing you're going to eliminate. But if you're not in a habit or a routine of doing something consistently over and over and over again, that's what you're going to eliminate. And that's kind of a big reason back to the academy why we strongly stress you need to be here at least two days a week 
That's perfect attendance. Why? You're getting in a continual habit. Every, uh, I don't know, Monday, Wednesday you go, or every Tuesday, Thursday, whatever the days are, you're in a habit and a pattern of going consistently on those days. So you get that, oh, this is why. Oh, yeah. Now I feel better about it. Now it's a reminder because a week, you know what? It easily turns into two weeks, easily turns into three weeks, and easily turns into a month. And before you know it, a month is two months. And if you've been consistent with it, that pattern, that habit, that conditioning is going to start to form. However, if you fall out of it and with anything, attendance to our martial arts academy, attendance to the gym, your exercise, your nutrition, whatever it is, and, and water. You know, I've been on the kick lately about, uh, and that's, to be honest, you know what, I think for the last three weeks, the only thing I've drank is water and tea. Not that I drink a whole lot of other stuff, but it's been zero soda and uh, zero Kool-Aid or anything else, just water and tea. Now, what I do is I bought fresh lemons and fresh limes, cut those babies up and squirt it in there. And I'd read something the other day, a guy had told me, um, oh, goodness gracious, what is it? The equivalent of if you drink a soda every day for a year, 365 sodas, that will turn into 15 pounds of fat. Holy cow. It's like, what? Wow. And of course, nobody's going to say, oh, there's no way in heck I drink 365 sodas. Well, I'll tell you what, you start counting those babies up, it's before you know it, you're there. So if you, maybe you drink three or four sodas a day, if you can cut that back to two and then to one. And you know what, if you, if you want a daily soda, okay. But what I'm saying is make sure you're flushing that stuff out and add water into the mix. And before you know it, maybe you're not a soda a day. Maybe you're a soda every other day. And live your life. I'm not telling you how to live your life. I'm just offering suggestions. If you want to do a better job, and here's the thing about drinking more water, <laughs> what's it going to make you do? Now is it going to cleanse the system and flush you out. Um, it's going to make you feel better because the body is majority water, right? Exactly. You're going to get up and go pee more. I know. You're like, what? Yeah. So obviously, if you're doing that, you're flushing things out and there's nothing more natural. I like tea because I like having the flavor of uh, um, iced tea, no sugar, just a, you know, couple good lemons in there. That's what I like. And of course, lemons, they they make you go even more. But you have to get up in order to go pee, right? Hopefully, you don't just sit there at your desk. You get up and do that. Now, what are you doing now? You've taken an actionable step, which you know how I feel about that. One action leads to another action leads to another action. All right. So I kind of circled bing, bang, boom all over the place here. But it's all the central message, all about conditioning, what you do, habit forming. And it could be as simple as Get in the habit of drinking a glass of water every day, or hopefully more, more than one glass of water a day, but uh, get in the habit of drinking water instead of soda, or get in the habit of listening to a podcast like the Kickin' Life podcast, listen to motivational apps, you, you, uh, bleh, 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 tongue twister there, motivational things on YouTube just to inspire you to believe in yourself, to be your best, and what you put in your mind. Just like you put water in your body to help cleanse it, you need to put positivity in your mind to help cleanse that. And it happens. It truly happens. So I wanted to share that story about the lady at the studio. It was just yesterday, and it really made me reflect, yeah, it, it, we are making an impact. And that's the goal. Things don't happen overnight. This didn't happen overnight, but that's the mindset, that's the culture, and that's what we bought into. And now we're forming our tribe, kind of our team, that uh, is, is before I was a one-man band, meaning I, I well, one-man band, I was playing the whole dang orchestra. I would sign every person up, talk to every parent on the phone, reply to every email, teach every class, talk to every student that wanted to quit, uh, taught every testing, every promotion ceremony. I mean, everything. I was a one-man band. And now, well, I tell you, the, the real change happened when uh, my wife in 2014, and we were getting to a level where we could do this, she quit her job as a nurse, and she took over all the administrative duties, 
So now we've got some brains in the outfit. <laughs> we got some brains working this thing and we started developing systems. And the whole thing about systems, those entrepreneurs out there and those managers out there, here's the thing about systems. When you write a system for it, you don't have to remember it anymore. You're like, what? Yeah, because if you try and focus on all the things you have to remember to do, there is nothing left. In, there's no space in your mind for being creative because you're trying to remember everything. Albert Einstein once, uh, somebody asked Albert Einstein once what his phone number was. He went and grabbed the phone book. And they're like, wait a minute, you're the smartest man in the world. How in the world don't you know your own freaking phone number? He says, why do I need to remember something that's written down? Whoa, how's that for a right hook? Bang, that's powerful, isn't it? So that's the thing. It's kind of the joke we talk in the studio all the time. Uh, the instructors will say something. I was like, you know what? <laughs> I don't remember. And I'll say, hey, what's your phone number? And they go, oh, now I know. So it's a system. Once you write it down, and of course, you need to remember certain things. But my whole point on that is if you're going to train somebody else, if you're going to build your tribe, if you're going to help somebody else become better, you're never going to remember all the steps in it. But if it's written down, you're going to find, oh, yeah, I forgot about this step. And how can you accurately train somebody or help somebody and prepare them to do what you're doing if you can't remember all the steps. And I'm plenty guilty of that. Before we had systems, I'd go to uh, train an instructor how to do this and that and, you know, have, oh, yeah, I forgot this. Oh, I forgot that. Because you just do it without thought. That's that conditioned behavior. But if you've got it written down, and, of course, more and more and more, the more you continue to pound that stuff in there, the better it gets. And the thing about having something written down, you can look at it and say, you know what, I think we could probably do this better. I think we could probably do this better. And that's all about, once again, creating those conditioned habits, conditioned behaviors. You do things without thought. Okay. So um, moving on from that point and kind of tying it all in together about uh, the, the kiddos there. And we talked about, uh, you know, kids not giving up when uh, they first fell down when trying to learn how to walk. But unfortunately, most people in life, the first sign of adversity, first sign of a challenge, a setback, they give up. And why it's easier now than ever to stand out in the crowd if you simply persevere, battle through, learn from your mistakes. And uh, I, I guess kind of Tying that all in together leads to the next point here. Too many times, and I'm plenty guilty of this too, for the longest time, and until I realized, you know what, I'm going to use the word here, assumption. Assume is a word we I try to never, ever use. And those that don't know the old assume, write assume, A-S-S-U-M-E, on a piece of paper. Break it in half, A-S-S, put a line there. You, put a line there. What does it say? When you assume, you make a... Out of you and me, right? Yeah. Are you doing that right now? Write it out. So don't make that out of you and me, okay? So no assumptions. And I'd say assumptions is the mother jammer of all mess-ups. When you assume, when you make it an assumption that something's going to happen, you're setting yourself up. It's almost like flipping a coin. Well, I assume it's going to be heads, but it could be tails. And do you really want to uh, uh, assume your life on a coin toss? No. But unfortunately, most people make the assumption if they're you know, not living their best possible life, if they're not where they want to be, if they haven't achieved their goals and dreams, then they make the assumption, you know what, magically tomorrow's going to be a better day. And they find out, no, it's not. Well, you know what, tomorrow's going to be a better day. Nope, it's not. Tomorrow's going to be a better day. When you assume that miraculously something's going to happen to change who you are, change your position in life, change your world, when you make that assumption, 99.9% .9 of the time, and I know I said a coin toss is 50%, uh, I'm throwing that out right now. When you assume that by doing nothing, suddenly something's going to happen better tomorrow, 
you're going to be disappointed 99.9% of the time. And most people make that assumption. They think that suddenly it's going to be better. Well, here's the deal. And you know this. The only way, the only way things are going to be better if you do something to make them better. That's it. That is the only way. You have to be the change. And I posted this on my Facebook page um, earlier this week, and it was a pretty cool picture. It was one of uh, me with my oldest son, Austin, and my youngest son, Emmett, and it said, be the change you want to see in the world. And uh, it was, I'm looking about that, thinking about that right now, getting some goosebumps, and it was great. And uh, you know what? I had that assumption years ago too. You know what? Tomorrow's just going to get better somehow, some way. Well, it never did. The only way it got better is when I started investing in myself, when I started wanting to be the change or seeing that I needed to be the change that I wanted to see in the world. And that meant self-education, taking the time to read books. And I've, I mentioned five years ago, I really didn't know I could read. I mean, I guess I could. I got a degree in kinesiology education, kinesiology study of human movement. So it took a little bit of reading to get that, but I simply chose not to read. Why? I'd rather watch TV. I'd, and it's not that I watched a whole lot of TV, but I found myself watching more TV than I liked. And of course, what knowledge and what am I getting out of that? And truth be told, I started switching over and watching a little bit of the History Channel. And that really, boy, that was, that was educational. It truly was, which inspired me to read some books about successful people and moving forward. So there are some good things on TV. The bad thing is when you've got 400 and something channels, it's really kind of hard sometimes to find the good stuff and you get locked in and trapped in to the garbage. So there's always time out there. It's how we spend that time. But anyway, going from not knowing really or thinking I could read in the last five years, read over 100 books, then got turned on to these audible books. Yeah, amazing. Thousands upon thousands of hours. I think I've listened to over 200 and well, I got 220 books, 225 books in my audible library. And um, each one of them on average is, you know, some are two hours long, some are four, some are 10 hours long. So on average, I guess they're about four hours long, but that's thousands upon thousands of hours of pumping my brain, pumping my mind with positive input on how to be more successful, learning from those that know what I don't know on how to become better. And then of course, YouTube, holy cow, anything and everything you ever want to know is on YouTube. I mean, if you didn't know how to change a flat tire on your bicycle, there it is on YouTube. If you wanted to learn how to, uh, grill the perfect smoked salmon. Bang, there it is on YouTube. If you want to listen to in, uh, motivational videos or watch motivational videos or listen to your headphones, bang, it's on YouTube. If you want to watch almost any movie, it's on YouTube. It's all out there. Now, of course, parents, be careful because when I say everything's out there, I mean everything's out there. So if you've got some teenage kids, <laughs> kind of monitor what they're watching on on YouTube and any other social media channel. But anyway, um, all the resources are there. They are truly there but it's up to you to take that actionable step. You have to be willing to do it. And I'm telling you, this is something, and I guess people told me this, I don't know, maybe I was too dang stubborn to listen or too dedicated and had so much passion and drive, and I thought people were trying to talk me out of my dreams and goals, I don't know. But I didn't realize that life was gonna hit me as hard as it, as, as it did and had. I'm telling you, you put yourself out there, you're gonna get jackhammered, you're gonna get knocked down, but I want you to believe enough in yourself, just like you did when you were a child, just like you when you see a child who's trying to learn how to walk, falling down, they keep getting back up. Or maybe even if you've got a little older kids, maybe a child that's first learning how to ride a bicycle. 
It's tough to get that balance down and then the coordination of pushing the pedal down and then they crash and burn and then they're crying. They scrape their knees. They want to give up. And you're like, well, I want to push them to because I, I know how great it is once they get it, but then I don't want them to hurt. I mean, it's a, it's a battle back and forth. So continue to motivate. Think about that in yourself. Now, as you know, I go all over the place giving speeches and I really, really, I just gave one Wednesday of this week to the uh, Troy Rotary Club. It was a group of ladies and man, it was, it was good. And I hammered it out, boom, bang, bing, felt really, really good about it. And you know, I'm human too. I give, I prepare and I say my little prayer before I go on there. Please grant me the wisdom, the courage and confidence to deliver the best possible speech I can to connect with my audience, to help inspire them to believe in themselves and live their best possible life. But you know, you do that. I mean, some speeches are better than others. But by truly practicing, by truly believing in it, by truly connecting with the audience, man, they're getting better and better. And I'm, I'm super happy about that. I guess I'll pat myself on the back. Why am I telling you that? Am I telling you that to brag? I don't know. But I'm telling you, yeah, maybe I am. But I'm telling you that for real is because, you know what? I am no different than anybody else. I have just chose to do and find and seek my purpose, my God-given uh, abilities, my talents, and drive forward with that. And you can do it too, but it all starts with looking at yourself in the mirror, realizing that, man, the only way, the only way I'm going to change or I'm going to see the change or be the change I want to be is for me to change myself. But it's not going to happen overnight, and it's not going to happen just with a snap of the finger. It's going to take time. So I, and I get uh, messages all the time that say, yeah, you tell me this, and you get me all inspired, you get me motivated, but then you kill it by saying it's not going to be easy. Well, if it's not going to be easy, why the heck do I want to do it? Well, you know what? If you don't want to do it, you don't have to. But if you want to change in your life, you want something better, I'm telling you, it's out there. But you're going to have to be willing to do it. If it were super easy, then it wouldn't be special. And everybody would be successful. And you say, well, if everybody's successful, everybody would be happy. It would be so great. No, it wouldn't. Other people would find other things to complain about, right? Right now, I'm telling you, it's an easier time than ever by simply battling through with the perseverance. And it starts off with those little bitty small steps. 10 minutes, just commit 10 minutes a day, do that for a week, and then bump it up to 15 to 20 minutes. Shut off that TV, get off your darn device, stop looking at social media crap, and focus on self-education. Focus on making yourself better. Little bitty steps. And before you know it, one book will turn into another. Somebody else had said, well, you've read over 100 books. There's no way I could ever read 100 books. You know what? Do you think I thought I could read 100 books from a guy that really just never read, period? No. Not at all. You know what? I'll share a personal story with you here. When I was 19 years old, um, well, I went to, well, I guess I'll go back a little bit further. I went to college right out of high school. I just went to a junior college um, because I wasn't exactly sure what in the world I wanted to do. I wanted to be a sports broad. Well, truth be told, I was wanting to be a professional hockey player. By 19, I kind of started to figure that wasn't going to happen. It was one of those things. Yes, I cried, but it is what it is. So then I was going to be a sports broadcaster, but then I was going to be a PE teacher. Then I was going to be a strength and conditioning coach. And then I was going to be a coach. And then, and I've done all those things, which I'm glad it's kind of real, really well-rounded me, but right out of high school, go to college, go to junior college. I go in there and find out, you know what? These professors don't give a hoot if I show up or not. And they pretty much said that, look, this isn't high school anymore. You don't show up. We don't care. I'm like, are you serious? This is freaking awesome. They don't even care. Why the heck am I going to bother going? Well, that was obviously extremely immature and not bright at all, but I've got freedom now, baby. I'm going to take advantage of this. Yes. Well, what happens is when you don't show up, you pay the price later by getting Fs. And I'm getting four Fs on my transcript. 
I thought if I didn't go, the professors would just drop me. Now, of course, my parents were paying at that time. And yeah, obviously that quickly ended. Like, well, we ain't paying if you're not going. Well, fine. You know what? No big deal here. I'm working a job as a restaurant assistant manager. I'm making about, I don't know, $15,000 a year. I got this thing figured out. Yeah. Well, you see how that turned out. Well, long story short, I'm the only guy in history who took 10 years to get a two-year degree. Think about that for a second. But then two years to get a four-year degree. What? Well, most of the stuff transferred over, which was good <laughs> in order to get the four-year degree. But once I narrowed it down inside of what I wanted to do, I knocked it out. I mean, knocked it out of the park here. I graduated when I was, how old was I? Uh, May of 2001. I was just about to turn 31 when I graduated college. So I was a little bit older than the other college kids, but it took me that long to figure things out, I guess. But I'm still learning. Anyway, back to when I was 19. I took this, uh, um, there was an opening at the fire department and you had to take the physical, mental, and then of course the, uh, I guess the psychological was kind of an interview process. Now on the physical, man, I'll tell you what, I blew that thing out of the water. I was over the charts, which I felt really good about because I was physically fit and shape. I was a personal trainer then, you know, and obviously uh, I was conditioning myself to be a pro hockey player. So athletically and physically fit, I had it all going on. The academic side it was not good at all. The math, I was always pretty good at the math. The reading comprehension, very bad, very bad. I'm talking, and this is embarrassing, but I'm telling you this because I want you to know that if I can overcome this, you can do it too. I was at a sixth grade level of education as far as reading. How in the world did I even pass high school? I have no idea. Now, the guy that kind of did the uh, um, review of everything, he said, man, you're off the charts on the physical and your other grades are okay. He says, but I'm telling you, this reading comprehension, this this is not good, man. This is sixth grade. And I just said, you know what? I, I, I don't read anything. I don't like to read. I hate to read. I said, you know, I'm trying to read something. And next thing you know, squirrel runs across or this, that. You know, my mind starts wondering because, you know, ADD, ADHD, all the other Ds are going on. So I got a gazillion, gabillion thoughts going on. So it was very hard to focus, especially on boring content. So what he told me, and it worked, well, it, it worked, but I did it for a while, then I stopped, then I did it for a while, and I stopped, but consistently I kind of banged away at it, was to start reading stuff I enjoyed, like the sports page. This is back when we had newspapers, all right? <laughs> I guess there's still some newspapers out there. So I subscribed to Sports Illustrated, and I would actually read stuff that was interesting to me. And the more I read, just like anything else, I was training the mind, and I got better and better and better at it. Well, I did that, and that was enough to after a while, get me through college after however many years that was. I said it took me to get a degree, 12 years or something. I kind of forgot about it again. But then five years ago, I started surrounding myself with different people, knowing I wanted to take my business, my life, myself, my family, and everything else to a higher level. Started outsourcing, getting out there because you don't know what you don't know. And that's when I started reading. But it started with one book and then another book and then another book. And, you know, even today, there's I read something the other day because I kind of, I don't say I got out of a habit of it. But it's one of those, you finish a book, immediately pick up another one, but then sometimes I'm not in the consistency of doing it, you'll forget to do it. But the other day, if you can, set, you can set aside, I'm reading 10 pages a day. That's it. Maybe that takes you 10 minutes that I was talking about earlier, or maybe in 10 minutes you only get five pages, whatever. But do that. Small little steps, and that'll be the change in your life. And here's the thing. I got somebody the other day texted me or emailed it and said, well, yeah, that's easy because you're a young man. You're only 47 years old. I'm 65. And I said, well, sir, with all due respect, I hope that you're around another 20 to 30 years. So in that time, you want to live a better life, right? Yes. Then start it now. 
Start it now. Yeah, but I'm retired. I don't want to do anything. That's cool if you're retired, but I, I wouldn't count on the Social Security system and retirement to give you the life that you want. Self-educate, especially now if you've got the free time. If you love to golf, get out there and golf, but then also take some time to read. Learn something new. Learn a new skill. Learn something to better yourself. And in that next 20 to 30 years that you're still around, make those the best years of your life. And uh, Kiyoshi Dave Kovar, one of my mentors, you've heard he was on the podcast not too long ago. He talked about cultivate the belief that the best years are still ahead of you. The past is gone. There's nothing you can do about the past. Yes, learn from the past, but it's gone. The mistakes you made, hopefully you've learned from them. Maybe the successes you've had, maybe they were great. Maybe they're carrying you through right now, but that's gone. Cultivate the belief the best years are still ahead. And oftentimes, us guys especially, we talk about the glory days. Oh, man, remember when I was 20 years old? Oh, man, remember that? And, of course, you hear the song by Bruce Springsteen, Glory Days. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. Every time I hear that song, man, takes me back to the glory days. I mean, <laughs> obviously, that's what the song's meant to do. But here, think of this, what Kiyoshi Kovar said. Cultivate the belief the best years are still ahead of you. They're still there. You still haven't fulfilled everything. You're still alive today. That means you still have a purpose. You still have something to give. And be that. Be the person you were born to be. But be the change in yourself that you want to see in the world. And then take that change to the world. All right. Wow. We have covered a lot. And we have bing, bang, boom. Right hooks, left hooks, round kicks, uppercuts. Got all kinds of good stuff going on. But the whole central message of this podcast was all about was all about that daily simple conditioning, to condition yourself to do the things that you know are going to make you better, to not give up in the face of adversity. When life knocks you down, get your butt back up. The whole central theme of the Kickin' Life podcast. Think like a child who's first learning to walk. They didn't give up, and neither are you. There we are. Well, as always, you know, you can find our podcast on Podbean, Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Of course, lineupmedia.fm, ton of great podcasts here. I'm also on the Cowboys podcast, so if you'd like to listen to that one after you're done listening to this podcast two or three times, and after you've shared it two or three times or more with others to inspire them, and make sure if you haven't subscribed, gosh darn it, what are you waiting on? Subscribe to this podcast and help live your best kick in life. Uh, we're also found at, uh, what is it, www.kickinlifepodcast.com. Of course, you can follow me on on Twitter, Kickin' Life Guru. On Facebook, I've got several pages. I've got the personal page, Rich Grogan. I've got the Grogan's Academy of Martial Arts page. I've got the Master Rich Grogan Kickin' Life Guru page. I'm also on, uh, what is Instagram, LinkedIn, all those sources out there. So please like, subscribe, follow, send me your comments and feedbacks. And uh, as I said, and I always say this, and I mean this, I am so very, very grateful that you took the time to sit in and listen to me. If you have anything you'd like to hear me talk about, please send it my way. Thank you so much. I know time is sacred. It's the most sacred thing on the planet. And the fact that you just spent the last 45 minutes with me, I am honored. And I'm going to promise you, I'm going to continue giving you everything I've got to help you live your best kick in life. Okay, so until we talk again, you get out there and do your best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Can't wait to talk to you again real soon. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to another exciting Kickin' Life podcast. This is Master Rich Grogan, your Kickin' Life guru, reminding you you can find our podcast online at kickinlifepodcast.com or through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast. Tune in next week. Another exciting show coming your way. In the meantime, you get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best. 
Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you real soon. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.